Welcome to episode 104 of the Startup Show of season two. Today we are here at the headquarters of Maven and we are talking to Daniel, the CEO and co-founder. We talk about influencers, the state of influencer and what we can expect in the next few years and why you should be on Instagram too. So make sure to tune in and stay with us. Welcome to episode 104 of the Startup Show. Today we are here at the headquarters of Maven with the CEO and co-founder Daniel. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hello. It's a pleasure to host you here today in the hot seat and to actually come here by to your offices. As I told you just before, we kind of changed the structure of our show a little bit mm -hmm. to really adjust to the needs of the investors and making sure that they really get the information they want to hear. But what everybody told me and agreed on, it's very important to understand who the person in the hot seat is today. So maybe take it away and give us a brief introduction about yourself. Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm 38 years old, uh, living in Mangen, that's in Canton Schwyz. Yes. My background is a financial background. So yeah. I was working in the asset management, fund management uh, area, private banking. But my hobby was always IT. Mm -hmm. So I tried to combine those. And then once I said, okay, let's combine this together and do something else. Okay. So then I uh, founded my own company, uh, doing digital services for specifically financial institutions because that's where my background is mm -hmm. and where I hope I have the most added value yeah. for my clients. That's what I'm doing since now for almost five years. Mm -hmm. Quite happy. Was a good move. Hobbies. I have two kids. <laughs> that's a, a lot fun, of work. So uh, yeah. Um, at the moment, this is the the most important part <laughs> of my life, beside the work. And otherwise, I do board games. That's yeah. one of my niche hobbies as well. Oh, that's cool. My wife don't play, I don't know, but I do. So I, I'm my <laughs> colleagues and what kind of board games do you play? Yeah, strategic ones. So okay. yeah, a lot Chess of different and ones. stuff like this. Or? No, no, more. Uh, let's say three to four hours uh, board games where you have the map and then you have to define. Uh, How is it called? Settlers of Catan, for instance. Yeah. For, okay, very good. So. Um, you recently, or let's say four or five years ago, you made this move from corporate to entrepreneurship. Yep. Um, I have a lot of students who watch my show, and yep. they're always curious to know, specifically when you keep in mind uh, that they're about to make a big decision in their life, going mm. into corporate, going into entrepreneurship, uh, working for a startup or starting something on their own. How was the move for you, mm -hmm. or maybe more precisely, why did you do it? First of all, um, why I was driven a little bit yeah. by having something new, something more interesting, some more entrepreneurial. Uh, I was missing that in the old position, but the move was hard because I had a good position, uh, I had a good job, a good salary and everything. But then I thought it was, boring is maybe the wrong word, but uh, I, I searched for something new. Yeah. And then I decided to do it, just do it and try it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but I had almost one year to do so yeah. until the decision was made and said, okay, Let's just try it. Fortunately, or unfortunately in this position, uh, my, my first son was born then, so it was yeah. not the best timing, but it's, it's never the best timing yes. in, in life. So in hindsight, I must say, it worked out well. Uh, that what I expected from doing it, uh, gaining a lot of experience during this time, was totally fulfilled. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I never looked back. It was perfect decision. And uh, During this adjustment time, is there something specific you would say this was the hardest? The fear not having enough clients at the, at the very beginning. That or was the like fear. not enough money even to support yeah, the family. It, like <laughs> in the combination, yeah, especially yeah, if you if you have to back the family, yes. that was uh, the toughest period 
having sometimes sleepless nights because you never know, okay, can I do it? Will it work out yeah. what I plan? Yeah, that was the tough stuff. What helped you? Sorry, now we get into maybe. Now. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a person planning too far in the future. Yeah. So I just tried it out. Okay, very good. So now we got a really deep insight into what, what, who we have today. But today we're here to talk about your startup, mm-hmm. what you're working on right now, maybe. Uh, so maybe give us a quick pitch or like elevator pitch about mm-hmm. like what it's all about. Um, and then I'll ask you some questions about it that I'm curious to know. Okay, sure. I mean, Maven is a project uh, which should hopefully uh, disrupt the, the influencer marketing area, specifically for the nano-influencers. Mm-hmm. So what we are trying to achieve is a, is a platform which gets the nano-influencer a possibility to earn money as well, and not just the big ones as it is now. So this is the vision of mm-hmm. Maven. And since it is not possible to just do it with classical uh, approaches and classical, let's say, uh, ways, we decided to do it on a blockchain-based approach because mm-hmm. of the microtransactions especially. Uh, so we decided to do it, and that's the vision, to give these little nano-influencers, let's call them uh, influencers and uh, social media participants with around 1,000 and less followers, mm-hmm. a chance to get something of the marketing budget of the brands. Okay. So right now, um, I think it's the first time we have, let's say, marketing kind of startup on the show, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can explain a little bit, number one, what is influencer marketing and also like how it's being used by companies. Yeah, it's a good because I had to learn it myself. <laughs> I have no background in influencer marketing, nor have our team. So we came to this idea, uh, I think once in the summer, and then we said, okay, we need to really learn it. Yeah. And then we, we started uh, talking to people, Googling around, obviously, to understand what is it. And so we, what we saw is that uh, the influencer marketing uh, in Europe, it's now, it's not new, but in the US, it's much more uh, broadly used. I don't think that here in Europe, a lot of brands are doing it actively. So uh, you have a lot of time to get marketing budget, for instance, because also within the companies, it's not that used. Mm-hmm. So in fact, influencer marketing is that uh, some people on social media, which have a specific interest, let's say in a, in a brand's product or, or, or they have a hobby, where they need specific equipment, they do postings and they get paid for some of them. Mm-hmm. Normally, it needs to be as normal as possible, you know, not that it's uh, just paid posts, but and then they earn money according to their reach. So an influencer, I would say, who has, for instance, two, three hundred thousand followers has quite a good reach already. Yeah. And uh, brands normally pay them per thousand uh, followers they have. For bigger ones, they also design the campaign a little bit. They say, okay, what they need to present. Sometimes they get equipment uh, and then they do it. Mm -hmm. They just post a picture on Instagram, for instance, with a new sunglasses or a new watch. A watch. (laughs) Watch is easy. It's quite easy. And then, yeah, that's that's it. And they they reach their audience and uh, everyone knows, Mm -hmm. okay, this is the watch I like and it's a good brand awareness. Mm-hmm. When you look at, say, like the current state of influencer marketing in Switzerland, where do we stand? Are brands using it for its full potential yet? Or no, not, not, yet? not yet. Not yet. We talked this morning, for instance, uh, with a guy. He, he was uh, He's working for, for an agency yeah. doing, doing that stuff. And he said, especially at the beginning, you have to really to, to teach the brands as well here in Switzerland specifically. I don't know, in Europe, maybe it's the same in uh, specific countries. Uh, what it is, why they should spend a part of their marketing budget for, for such an activity. Mm-hmm. Because the control is not that narrow uh, as, as if you do normal campaigns where you exactly know, okay, what is written there, what do you want to present in an in a ad or whatever. So you give 
some kind of freedom to the influencers, mm-hmm. and and that's not all of the brands like that. Yeah. But I think uh, they learned also that's that's a good way to also spreading the word. Mm-hmm. And when we go back to Maven, I mean, you said like you're focusing on nano influencers. Yeah. How is that, let's say, interesting from a business perspective? I don't understand how you can like reach so many people, or like what are you going to do? What your solution is going to be to reach, to get to the same reach? It's a um, what do you call it, mega influencer, yep. or yep. versus a nano influencer? Yep. I mean, it's, it's the pure mess. Um, what we are trying to do is um, that the brands can spend a similar budget on a specific campaign. And then if, if thousands of people doing it, I mean, the reach is quite high or, or the same reach has been uh, gained. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the question is, are these the right people there? But if you just want to have reach, then it's obviously possible. If it's a fully automated system, which we are trying to build. Yeah. The quality is also very important. So what we have, we have a quality layer, which is mm-hmm. kind of machine-based. And so if, if we can achieve that, uh, we think the brands have quite a good quality and the reach which they can bring to the nano-influencers. And the biggest advantage it is if you have 300 followers, for instance, yeah. the, the engagement rate, so-called, is so the ones really looking at the picture is much higher than for, for a big influencer who has one, three, four million uh, followers mm-hmm. because within the 300, most of them are your friends. So they obviously normally follow what you're doing. Yes. And if you have three million, maybe it's much less. Right. The key risk I see is, let's say, algorithms change. Yeah. So I guess that's something that like no one really knows. So that's fine. Um, you briefly mentioned blockchain. Now, yeah. when people talk about blockchain these days, uh, they hear uh, Bitcoin. They associate with Bitcoin. Yeah. There's also a lot of applications that are more in the financial sector. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can explain to me and my audience why why is blockchain necessary for this type? Yeah. And how you're using the technology? Yeah, that's a good point. It's extremely important to understand that. Crypto and blockchain is obviously not the same. Yes. It is always, uh, as you said, it's all, not only Bitcoin or Ethereum, maybe some of them know it, but there are thousands of coins and tokens out there in the market. And we, we ask us the same question. Why do we need the blockchain? And the reason is because we have a lot, a lot of microtransactions. So, for instance, uh, if we pay a specific platform participant who has 100 followers, this will be maybe, I don't know, uh, 10 cents or one, one Swiss franc or whatever per campaign. And how you can do that with thousands of, of participants, if you want to scale the platform, you need to have a technical base which can handle that. Mm-hmm. So we decided, okay, let's do it in a smart contract-based, blockchain-based solution, which then does everything within the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the main reason mm-hmm. why, where we said, okay, let's pay uh, the participants with, with our own token we create, the Maven token, yeah. and which is then based on the blockchain. And this helps us to avoid this, uh, let's say, administrative and specifically also costs for wire transfer, for instance, which we can avoid with the blockchain. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of maybe obvious to some of you, but like for me, when I was doing the off-record interviews with the investors, I asked them, what kind of questions would you like to hear? Yeah. Um, and one of the key questions that I kept hearing was, how will Maven impact people's lives? Yeah. So is there anything that you would say that is beyond, let's say, the financial aspect that you can say, like, we want to have a positive impact on, on let's say, people? Hmm, good question. My biggest fear is that uh, maybe the people will, will use it too much to earn money. Yeah, But then we discussed that a lot internally with the team. And then we said, okay, but um, how you can avoid it? If you have these nano-influencers, mm-hmm. they have, as I said before, most of them are friends, 
family, whatever, which are following their pictures, for instance, uh, on Instagram. And they don't want to just, I mean, flute them with paid posts. Mm -hmm. So they are personally trying to be as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. So we don't think that the platform will necessarily change the behavior of the people. But it could give them a way to, to monetize it a little bit um, and then also show their, their hobbies mm -hmm. with gaining a little bit. You know, if they are a photographer, they can maybe do it for a, for a photograph brand or whatever. When you look at, let's say, um, the market potential um, and, and let's say like the signals that you get from, from what's going on, let's say, in the market right now, do you see any trends that you could point at right now? Uh, the influencer marketing specifically? Yeah, specifically in the influencer marketing. It's, it's, there, there's a huge potential, I guess, in my opinion. Um, we also see that a lot of people are calling us or writing us to say, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. we, we saw this idea. Can, can we come for a coffee or talk to you? Like I did? For instance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and, and this is also what, because we, we did not start a heavy marketing campaign. Yet. Yes. So uh, it, it is something, and we, we also had brands coming to us and saying, oh, it's interesting because we as a brand, we do influencer marketing already actively. Mm -hmm. So we pay the big heroes, as we call them, or ambassadors, mm -hmm. so we can handle a bunch of, of these guys. But we have a, a big, big portion of, of small ones which we can't handle. It's, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the time, the money, and the administrative uh, tools to do so. So yes, we think it's a niche There are a lot of players in the influencer marketing segment out there, but most of them are aiming for the classical one, the big and middle ones, and we are really doing just a just small one. This is our focus, and so we think it's, it's the potential is, is really huge because everybody here can, can be an influencer, everybody is a targeted uh, user of the platform. Uh, yeah. Just to wrap up, um, we also briefly discussed, let's say, your postponed ICO. Yep. My question is, though, how come you decided, let's say, to raise funds through, let's say, your Maven token versus, mm -hmm. let's say, regular VC funding? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's blockchain-based, so we think it's the right area to do it. And what we also wanted to avoid to be too much uh, controlled by, let's say, a financial uh, investor. Mm -hmm. So if we have uh, 90% pure uh, on a classical way, I mean, they dictate what you do. You have then a business plan, you have to achieve in two years. If not, then they, right. they, they, uh, you have much more pressure. It's also the same intention here, but it's different because all users or all investors, they have the tokens and they, they can even sell it or, or use it. But probably in the, in the initial round, most of them are investors on a financial yeah. aspect and we'll sell it once but right. that's okay for us right okay very good so that, that's it for the first part now we get into the audience asks as usual i asked online on various social media channels such as linkedin facebook whatsapp Uh, and Twitter, and I asked people, what would you like to know um, from Daniel? And today I got a question uh, through LinkedIn um, from Norbert. Okay, you ready? Sure. What are the most used and popular social media platforms in Switzerland for people between 20 and 35, especially in comparison to the U.S.? Okay, I mean, Instagram in the U.S. is huge. Yep. It's not that huge in Switzerland, for instance. I would say Facebook is, is bigger here, but Instagram is growing. The reason is also why we started with Instagram here. Even in Switzerland, it's not the hugest platform. Okay, but it's getting bigger. Yes. Yeah. Because you're always two years behind America. Yes. <laughs> I would say, yeah. We'll see in two years. We can, uh, we yes. can bet now. But uh, yeah, I would say it's, it's, we'll get the same impact. Right. 
Interesting, interesting. So Norbert, thank you very much for your question. You. I hope that got it answered for you. Otherwise, I'm sure you can reach out again. Um, we are now getting into the quick fire Q&A. Mm -hmm. So again, to explain everybody, this is, I have five questions prepared and I will ask them to you and then you can um, answer within 30 seconds or less. When you hire new people, what's your strategy? First of all, they have to have a, a similar um, approach in the mindset. Yeah. So I need to have a lot of sympathy and they need to prove that they're kind of A people. So um, I think it's important to have an A team and they have to prove it somehow. They just have to make sure that I think they are. Okay, but that's not necessarily great. Or I mean, uh, what I learned in the past is you just know if someone is really matching in the team if you have worked with him in two or three months. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your best advice for getting customer feedback? Customer feedback. Yeah, make it public, be transparent, and ask. But any specific strategies that you would say like work the best when you speak to clients? I would say service is a good form because uh, it's, it's structured and yeah. you can get a structured reporting out of that. Yeah. So for my personal opinion, is is a structured way to do it is, is forms. All the same questions for everybody because in a personal uh, discussion, it's biased already. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Who do you admire in the startup world and why? In the startup world? Well, let's say entrepreneurship or innovation. Yeah, I mean, all the U.S., uh, but these are not entrepreneurs anymore, but I mean, yeah. Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos and all these guys. I think this is where I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's, it's possible to be that huge in Switzerland, but uh, I read their biographies and uh, I think it's extremely interesting what they mm -hmm. changed. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so the fourth is not a question, but you have to finish the sentence. Okay. Okay. The most important character for an entrepreneur is... Yourself. To be yourself, authentic. Yes. Okay. Last question. What would you like to see in the next five years in, let's say, your ecosystem? User growth and uh, that it's a standard for the small influencers. So now um, for the fourth part, we get into the expert advice. So mm -hmm. is there any advice you would like to give the audience? Uh, keep in mind, we have investors out there. We have students out there and aspiring entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, I would say I would give advice on, on the ICO world. As you mentioned, uh, we postponed our ICO for, for a specific reason. Um, what we did, we started uh, in the middle of last year, and then we said, okay, uh, ICO is the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then we started to, to learn how to do it, to do marketing, and it's Wild West. It's Wild <laughs> West. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's not possible to get the right quality, and you, you can. We also monitored all the stuff. We did lists. But uh, it, it's not possible to, to find out who is serious, who is legit. So um, my advice is to, to take enough time. So this is what we did. We, we did a full stop and we said, okay, this is not how we do it here. Maybe we are too, too much Swiss. <laughs> we were just not too used to it. And we said, okay, let's do it uh, on a classical way, more like a regular pitch. And I would say if, if you do something in Switzerland, it's probably the better way to do it. And I'm sure it's also achievable with a a more classical approach. So a mix between ICO and classical fundraising, I would say is the best. Very good. I guess that's a, that's a very good advice for all the people who were even considering about an ICO because it says it everywhere. Good. Yeah. 
Thank you very much, Emil. I really appreciate your time. Okay. I really thank you very much for coming, uh, for letting me come visit you and for being in the hot seat today. Thank you very much, everybody out there for tuning in today. Make sure to check out the preview for next week and I'll see you there. Have a great day. Hi, my name's Kai. I'm the co-founder and CEO of VI. Please make sure to subscribe to Global Tech Box to see my interview next week. Thank you.